It's 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly met last night, it voted on first reading to sell the former Sitka Community Hospital building and properties to the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium for just over $8.2 million. Search plans to remodel the existing building and expand its long-term care unit from 15 to 19 beds. The consortium also plans to build a multifamily residential building with 28 apartments. All in all, Search projects the development will cost around $38 million. The assembly went behind closed doors in executive session for around an hour to discuss sale terms. When it returned, the group voted 6-1 to one in favor of selling the hospital property, with member Valerie Nelson opposed. The sale will now go to an advisory vote of the public in the October 5th municipal election before the Assembly makes its final decision. We'll have more coverage of the Sitka Assembly meeting on local news tonight at 5.18 p.m. The City of Angoon will now require masks inside the city office, according to a post made on the city's official Facebook page on Monday. The Admiralty Island community of just under 500 people has not reported a positive COVID case since April 29th. There is currently no mask mandate in Angoon, and masking remains optional outside the office. Acting Mayor Doris Williams told KCAW that the decision to mask within the city office is a precautionary measure to ensure the safety of city employees. Since the start of the pandemic, Angoon has reported 18 total cases and one death. Wrangell is having its largest outbreak since the beginning of the pandemic, with more than 20 active cases in the community of just over 2,000 residents. As students prepare to return to classrooms on August 30th, KSTK's Sage Smiley spoke with Wrangell Public Schools' new superintendent about the district's COVID precautions. The halls of Evergreen Elementary School are dark, but the gray indoor-outdoor carpeting smells faintly of soap. It's been freshly shampooed in preparation for the start of classes next week on August 30th. We're working on the gyms where, you know, we've been storing things lately. This will be Bill Burr's first year as Wrangell Public Schools superintendent. He started the job on July 1st. We're ready to go, we hope, uh, for all the shining faces on Monday. Or more precisely, shining eyes. Students and staff will be required to wear masks while indoors at all three schools, regardless of vaccination status. Mandatory masking in the schools was a point of controversy last year. I don't think anybody is overjoyed at masks in general. Burr says that a community survey asking for input on the district's mitigation policies came back mixed. About half of respondents said they wanted masking to be optional. Another third said they preferred more strict masking policies. The school board ultimately decided to make masks mandatory all the time. We are trying to do the, the safest thing for the students across the board. So it's, it's a tough decision and it's, it's not without uh, sleepless nights in trying to find where the, the best medium is to accommodate um, everyone. 
Other than masking, though, Burr says many other aspects of the school day will be closer to what a school year looked like pre-pandemic. We're trying to, to put some normalcy back into what would be recognized as a school day. Staff won't be taking kids' temperatures, for one. It was taking uh, a, a great deal of time without as much benefit, and we'd really like the students to have as much educational time as possible. And there won't be pods of students. They'll be in classes of pre-pandemic size with just three feet of distance, following guidelines from the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. As long as students are at least three feet apart and masked, they're not considered close contacts which is a huge change to last year. The district is not requiring vaccinations for staff or eligible students. We greatly encourage vaccinations for staff and any students that uh, are eligible, the 12 and 12 through 18 for students, um, especially if they're traveling, which Wrangell community does travel. Um, it's just a necessity for many people. So having a vaccination, it greatly is encouraged by the school, um, but it is not required at this point. Burr explains that the district mitigation plan this year is basically just a slimmed down, streamlined version of last year's policy, and it's subject to change just like any district policy. We will be looking at the mitigation plan uh, again at the board meeting in September where we'll be discussing any changes. Once students are back, we're going to have to adjust a few things, uh, and masks might will be discussed at that point. Burr says there are about 190 students enrolled as of the beginning of this week, with more expected to sign up before school starts. That's already a higher district-wide enrollment than last year. During the first week of school in 2020, there were only about 160 students registered for in-person school in Wrangell. The district anticipates and budgeted around an enrollment of 225 students district-wide for the coming school year. We have space for more students. Wrangell is in the midst of its largest COVID-19 outbreak of the pandemic, with around 20 cases reported in the last week. Hopefully the, the community and the school and everybody can work together and those cases will drop. And then we have a little more flexibility in what we do in our mitigation plan to, to meet the, the guidelines of both the pediatric, American Pediatrics Association as well as the CDC. But the school district is moving forward with preparations for in-person school. For Burr, it presents an exciting new experience, meeting the whole staff face-to-face, eye-to-shining-eye for the first time. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. COVID is resurging across Alaska and the U.S., and communities are grappling with the virus, quarantine, and recovery. KHNS's Corinne Smith checked in with Elaine Hickey, a public health nurse based in Juneau, to discuss the health protocols for those recovering and getting out of a 10-day quarantine. Can you speak to our listeners who may be sick and in quarantine right now? What are some best practices for taking care of yourself? Usually, you know, when people are having symptoms, uh, one of the best things they can do is just get rest, as much rest as they need. Uh, We ask people to stay really well hydrated. Um, A lot of times dehydration can set in pretty easily. We hear a lot of decrease in appetite. Um, You know, trying to eat, keep your strength up is really helpful. Um, Any medications, 
sometimes things people take to treat the symptoms that they're having are okay to do as long as they're not contraindicated for other health reasons or other underlying medical conditions. But we just ask people to try to really isolate away from others in the home that uh, maybe are not positive cases at this point. Um, you want to stay separated and really try to protect the others around you. For those people who are coming out of quarantine after 10 days, what are the best practices? What should people know coming out of quarantine? Yes. So coming out of quarantine is determined off of improvement of symptoms. We know from data and research, you know, CDC guidance is that after 10 days of time, as long as symptoms have improved and that there's been no fever for 24 hours prior to that 10th day, that people can be released from isolation. They're no longer considered infectious at that point. Uh, the, the viral load will be low enough, if not gone from within the body, that they are not considered infectious to other people at that point in time. Symptoms may not be completely gone. Someone might have a lingering cough. Some of those body aches might linger. Fatigue is a big thing that we often see that can linger for a little bit of time um, along with that sense of taste and smell. Sometimes that can be a little while before it comes back or just improves slowly. Just because those symptoms are still present and, you know, doesn't mean someone's infectious, they are okay to be released after they hit that 10 days they are okay on the 11th day to be released from isolation or no longer infectious. So it's okay for people to go back to work, to rejoin their families, and kind of resume activities after those 10 days? Yes, that is. You would still recommend wearing your mask in public places and tight quarters, whether you're vaccinated or you're not. Um, when you're in indoor locations, um, you can't maintain that six feet of distance, things like that, that, you know, continue to wear those masks. And if not vaccinated, like really please consider to get vaccinated. It's the best protection we have. After a case of COVID, people will not necessarily test negative. Can you say more about that? That is true. The recommendation is, is that once they have that positive COVID test, that you do not receive another test for a three-month time frame. Um, it, like I said, they know that there's, you know, the immunity for a three-month time frame. Someone can still um, have a positive test for weeks out after being tested for COVID and having a positive test. And it's because the, the virus is still like kind of floating around in the body that it can be picked up on that test, but it's just not in volumes high enough to be considered infectious, especially if you're, you're asymptomatic, right? So um, if you're not having any symptoms and you get that test, it's just felt that it's like dead virus just still shedding out of the body and it's not infectious at that point. Well, thank you so much, Elaine. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for reaching out. That was KHNS's Corinne Smith with public health, health nurse Elaine Hickey sharing guidance on ending a COVID-19 a COVID quarantine. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka. For today, for Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, it's currently 56 degrees outside under overcast skies. Today, we can expect periods of rain, highs in the upper 50s, southeast winds around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, rain likely in the evening, then chance of rain, lows in the lower 50s, east winds around 10 miles per hour. And looking forward to tomorrow... Cloudy, scattered rain showers, then numerous showers in the afternoon, highs in the upper 50s, light winds. Taking a quick look.